This week on DC On Screen, what is the dark secret behind the name of Warner Media's new CEO? Ezra Miller did some shit we don't agree with, but chances are we're still somehow assholes to at least half of you. Babs Gordon makes it to Titans, Crisis done been messing with Lois's daddy, and we answer your burning questions like... If the Terrifics are DC's answer to Fantastic Four, who should be their version of Doctor Doom? What character had the most impactful death on the DC Universe? Do you consider Justice League Unlimited's episode Apolog canon? What's your favorite episode of The Andy Griffith Show? Dude, that's not even DC, but we answer it anyway! All that and so much freaking more! Right after this brief announcement from sponsors we have absolutely no control over. Welcome into DC On Screen episode 591. I'm David C. Robertson, and this is my trusty co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. This is the podcast where we discuss... God, I do it every time. <laughs> this is the podcast where we discuss the DC Comics multiverse on film and television, give honest opinions on projects upcoming and past, and believe that every version of a property is valid. Even if we do not want it to be, if it has been released, it is fair game. So beware of spoilers. Welcome to the show. I'm going to do what I do for my daughter. Yay! I know. I'm going to change it to talk next week, I think. <laughs> where we talk the DC Comics multiverse on film and television. That, just, just to get away from the, I don't know, the weird innate need that I have to... Yeah, I don't know. Change I, discuss to disgust. It it just it's uh, I think it just it's in your brain now, man. It's one of those. Yeah. Like I think it, I think they call it the yips in golf. Okay. Like it, it like golfing is a very precise motion, and then mm-hmm. if your hands just just twist a couple degrees at, at just the wrong second, you can completely fuck up a swing. Mm-hmm. And it's a thing that people like don't like to discuss. If they have them, they won't say the word out loud. It's like super. It's very superstitious and. It uh, I don't know I forget where the hell I heard about that but it cracked me up because it was so like it's just they they're just in their head and they have a word for it and they refuse to talk about it because that would be bad luck it's bad mojo yeah you have the yips that's my point well I used to be a quite an avid bowler and mm. uh, that that's a real thing in bowling it is I know uh, I the only um, solution I've ever discovered for that in bowling myself have mm-hmm. another drink yeah we just cursed uh, yeah you can do that but while you do it down a like. Go ahead and skull a 12 ounce or something like that. Mm-hmm. Before we slip into the chaos of our weekly DC rabbit hole, I would like to thank our patrons. Your support is very appreciated. It definitely helps keep the lights on and the mics hot. And if you'd like to help support our show, a dollar a month gets you every free episode you would normally get, but ad free. And if you pledge $5 a month, you get bonus material like Jason's pull list, chasing squirrels, Marvel reviews. I just started a new show called How Now, where I will be talking about whatever the hell I want, which is, you know, nice. I I know for sure I'll be reviewing Batman The Adventures Continue by Alan Burnett, Paul Dini, and Ty Templeton. I have already uploaded the first episode covering Digital First Chapter 1. So uh, patreon.com slash DC on screen if you're interested in uh, checking that out. All right. Uh, we didn't have much of a show, but thanks to the listeners... <laughs> we're back baby we have quite a show uh, <laughs> yep. so let's get into it uh first up wbt that's our little section i just like calling it that sure um we have a new uh warner media ceo mm-hmm. uh, 
an entertainment and technology executive named Jason Kylar, I think is how you pronounce that. Hey, spell um, it. K-I-L-A-R. Sure. He has been named CEO of me, uh, sorry, Warner Media, and that will be effective May 1st. He's going to be reporting directly to uh, John Stankey, or if you like, John Stanky. Sure. A- AT&T's president and chief You know, killer and stanky. Officer. Mm-hmm. The combo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn it! I have right here. Make a joke about that. I was gonna say, got a pick of him here. Slick looking guy. Looks a little bit like a serial killer, or should I say, serial Kylar? Mm. Damn it, <laughs> bastard! Can you read your notes from miles away? <laughs> uh, Kylar forty eight has uh, was <laughs> previously a founding CEO of Hulu and SVP at Amazon. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're they're real excited about that guy. Uh, Jason is a dynamic executive with the right skill set to lead Warner Media into the future. His experience in media and entertainment, direct to consumer video streaming, yeah, that's the big one. Yeah. And advertising is the perfect fit for Warner Media, and I am excited to have him lead the next chapter of Warner Media's storied success. Um, adding Jason to the talented Warner Media family as we launch HBO Max in May gives us the right management team to strategically position our leading portfolio of brands, world-class talent, and rich library of intellectual property for future growth, said Stan Key. That was really the only takeaway I had from that news was, oh, they wanted a ringer for HBO Max. Cool. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. It's like they looked around the room and everyone had, like, you know, some good ideas and some confidence, but they kind of... It, it, can you imagine just looking around the room and going, okay, we're betting everything on some people guessing. Yeah. We need somebody who's done this. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, they, they've been recruiting from all over. So, uh... Hey, could be good. I, look, I mean, yeah. certainly the path we were on for the last few years in the Warner Brothers leadership has been uh, difficult. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, remember a couple, uh, couple months ago we were talking about, I think her name is Sarnoff, and Sarnoff. Uh, who did BritBox and oh, has yeah. a pretty uh, yeah. storied history in in streaming? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're plowing into this. Uh, so <laughs> the the that was the big news is that like you know he's actually the question might have been like imagine all the people around the table and someone just asked this. Okay, what happened in Disney Plus? Does anyone understand? And then there's just crickets, mm-hmm. and then and then they decide they need some new blood, right. something like that maybe. Maybe so. What uh, I'm referring to is the the giant drop off after the initial numbers that Disney Plus has has seen. Well, Disney Plus was always going to have a giant drop off because everyone in the world has already subscribed. I mean, there was that, but the active members went down as well. The active members went down, but you know they're they're still they're still soaring pretty high. They're still pretty good. I mean, they're, they're still they're not, they're be- not in they're trouble, still beating but it was definitely everybody like else. A, they're they're not in trouble. But it was it was a sharp decline. Disney itself is is uh, worried in general at the moment. It's kind of funny to watch. I think they'll be fine. I mean, I have no real hatred towards it. I just in, enjoy watching. <laughs> just enjoy watching CEOs wriggle out of a bind somehow. Fair enough, I guess. Like the guy that was about to retire, he uh, the, I forget who it was. Uh, Iger, maybe. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, retired, semi-retired in like December, and was supposed to be gone by now. And he kind of had to step back in and be like, "Well, things are getting weird. Let me out back in there for a second. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't followed it that closely. Yeah, I just saw an article today. It was amusing. I know they just replaced a Bob with a Bob. That's all I know. Yeah, it's, it's the way. 
Uh, but yeah, so the, the big news was this guy from Amazon was coming in. He's CEO of Hulu, Amazon, uh, board, of, uh, board for DreamWorks, you know. Yeah. And uh, good pedigree. Yeah, good pedigree. Now the now the news seems to be uh, he, he liked a couple of uh, release the Snyder Cut tweets. <laughs> <laughs> of course, um, because where the fuck would we be? Yeah, if yeah. there wasn't a weekly Snyder Cast watch. Oh, wait. Some, yeah, someone someone congratulated him on getting the job and then said, now release the Snyder Cut. He liked it, and then the second thing he liked was a screenshot of that like. Mm. <sighs> and with, with commentary saying that he knows what he's doing. and uh, But he has been going through and liking congratulatory tweets. So, again, no way to know if that actually means anything. No. Sorry, y'all. No. It won't until it does. Like, like well, always. Until it does. Uh, but hey, New Blood and HBO Max being cut, it's still our best shot. It is. Um, <laughs> over to Birds of Prey. And unless something really crazy happens, this will probably be the last week we have Birds of Prey anywhere near the top of the news cycle. Um, from here on out, it'll probably just be ignored or moved to the bottom of movie news. Oh, yeah. Now, it'll, it'll be like the next time we talk about it in any real capacity is. Pretty much if they declare whether there will or will not be a sequel. Right. To that specific part of the movies. So, uh, here we go. Okay. All right. Savor it. Like an egg sandwich with old cheese. (laughs) Go on. All right. So, uh, the Birds of Prey video on demand price has dropped. Mm Mm-hmm. Supposedly. It's $5.99 to rent. Yeah. $5.99 to rent. Right. Just like several other high-profile motion pictures, Onward, Rise of Skywalker, Jumanji 2. I'm seeing a lot of this narrative. That's what I'm getting at. I'm seeing mm-hmm. a lot of narrative saying, like, oh, now it's bargain basement. It is not, as many suggest, the VOD equivalent of the $5 bin at Walmart. It is still $19.99 to buy. Mm-hmm. They're not trying to get rid of their digital copy if that was a thing that they could do. Like <laughs> When I bought, with the last of my discretionary income, bought... The digital version of that movie. Uh-huh. On, I think, the 24th. Mm-hmm. Guess how much it was to rent? Five ninety nine. You nailed it. Guess how much it was to buy? Mm, $24.99. Mm, I think I got it for 19 Okay. Well, still. Well, I'm actually going to check that because I'm kind of curious. Wouldn't surprise me if it went down to $5, but still. Nah, it's Carry on. I'll check it in the background. I checked it on Vudu uh, about two hours ago. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just All straight right. up checking my bank account. This is sad. I didn't want to do this. I, I don't like looking at my bank account right now. I'm sorry. You know, it's it's for science, though, and I can do that. For science? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's all of our Birds of Prey news. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll see you in a year. That's that's all, man. That's, stop, stop believing people when they say that this is some big thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's normal. This it's is right there next to... This is sad, though. Like, Regions isn't letting me check into my account. I think they're trying to spare me the pain. Mm. Well, how about some different kind of pain? Sure. Uh, I I don't know what to think about any of this. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure some people are going to be pissed off at what I have to say about it. But, um, so, uh, the Ezra Miller situation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Some person posted a video 
And they said, okay, so I'm exposing Ezra Miller because he just attacked my friend at the bar after she jokingly, all caps, challenged him to a fight. He took it way too seriously and choke slammed her to the ground. Not okay. And um, here, here's what happened in the video. Ezra Miller is at a bar in Iceland. By the way, ask me afterwards. I have an update on the our last okay. update of Birds of Prey. Okay. So uh, Ezra Miller is at a bar in Iceland that he frequents. Mm-hmm. Uh, the girl comes up in the video. She comes up to him smiling and laughing. She looks like she's a little drunk. Miller might be drunk too, based on the way he's acting. But she has her arms akimbo and he asks her, oh, you want to fight? Is that what you want to do? You want to fight? And he choke slams her. And when I say he choke slams her, I would say he puts his hand around her throat, pushes her against the back of a car and then lowers her to the ground. And he does so harder than you would hope but way more gently than you would imagine he would if he was being serious. Like, when like, you say choke slam, you think of, like, pro wrestling or something. <laughs> yeah, for the, for the same reason I read... The the first ten I had, I had of this uh, was actually Ryan Hillsman that just asked me what I thought of it, and I thought, what the hell are you talking about, and had to look it up. But mm-hmm. So I read a Variety article and thought, well, it's Variety, let's see what they got first. And mm-hmm. reading the transcript, thought, well, this does not sound good. And then finding the video, probably uh, probably on like dailybeast.co.uk or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, have it, like the transcript and the video are it's it's this one's hard. This one's weird, man. I like I don't know what the fuck to make of that. Like it totally looks like he cradles her as he lowers her to the ground. It very much looked like I don't know. I I really I I just I genuinely don't know. It like it looked like something that I've physically done to people before. We're like you know and. Yeah. Pretend wrestle, but at the same time, his tone of voice sounded shitty. So I, I just, I genuinely don't know. I do know two yeah. things. One, he shouldn't have done it. No, I Because agree. that was just a <laughs> terrible decision. I mean, um, I mean, if it, if, if it was an angry decision, then, you know, fuck that guy. I, 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 I'm in a weird position myself because I, I, on the one hand, I do kind of require some kind of evidence uh, against somebody. I'm right. very much a fan of the whole innocent until proven thing, but I also want to stand with her man. as I, as they put it these days. And you know, if you're, I have a zero tolerance for DV just, I, I'm right. So I'm in a weird position. I don't know what the well, fuck to make of that film, but I do know I one more. thing. Shouldn't mm-hmm. have done it at all. all right. Two, what the Agreed. fuck is he doing at a club in Iceland two weeks ago? I know. <laughs> Fucking stay home. <laughs> God damn it. You got a giant house. So as he's lowering her to the ground, Someone in the background goes, whoa, bro, 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 bro. And then the video stops. Yeah. All right. People are wanting context. Uh, there was a, a pretty uh, popular picture from, looks like Reddit popping around where someone named The Century says, this is awkward. Why is he grabbing her by the throat and taking her to the ground? Why is she play fighting with an actor while in Iceland? Why is he wearing sandals in the snow? Someone named Groovy Why they Lips. six feet apart? Yeah, Groovy Lips, I guess, says, one, because he's a fucking psycho and spit on me and two other staff members after the fact multiple times. Two, he was showing her his scars from all the fights he'd been in, and she said, I could beat you up. Three, because he's obviously a moron. After my friend and I threw him off her, he was standing barefoot outside for at least ten minutes while the bouncers waited for the cops to pick him up. All right, so that sounds damning. I mean, it it paints a bad picture. It does, except the rap reports that the cops were never called. No charges have been uh, filed against him. The girl didn't charge any any 
There's nothing See, I, has happened. He wasn't only picked thing up. I thought I saw that was anything substantial was I thought I saw Variety. I really should reread that article, but I forgot about it over the course of the week. Um, I thought I saw in the Variety article that he had actually been taken off the premises. Yeah, that they have said. Well, the only the only instance we have of that are, are just people saying that they know people from the bar saying that he was escorted out. Um, but like. I'm confused because certain people are like, oh yeah, the boys pulled him off of her. This is the original poster. The boys pulled him off of her and uh, were restraining him and Ezra proceeded to spit at my brother and the bartender. What a guy. Um, Okay, so that sounds like hearsay. And also, um, the people at the bar could have just taken it way too seriously what was going on. He could have been joking. Uh, Again, don't think he should have done it. Really don't think he should have done it, but... uh, yeah, I mean, just, it was stupid the, either the, way. But. The police in Iceland say that no charges were pressed against him. No one even called them. There is no criminal investigation underway. That totally uh, contradicts what this random-ass Reddit person says. Yeah, conceivably. Um, I It's the same thing I told Ryan is still true. Um, I would give anything for about 10 seconds on either end of that video. Mm-hmm. Just for a little context one way or the other. And, you know, what's funny is I tried to go to the original video and this girl has her account on private now and uh, I can only find copies of the video from like TMZ and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it made its rounds through a couple of media outlets, so it's out there if you want to find it. And honestly, hey, open open call for suggestions on how to take this. Uh, I I got nothing. I I just genuinely don't know. I think he did something stupid. I think you, from what I can see, it looks like he was joking around. He did something stupid he shouldn't have done. And I think, uh, you know, the the bar people uh, probably overreacted and it probably pissed him off and he's probably spit at them. It's possible. But I just, I think it's weird that, uh, you know, and I saw some other people were like, oh yeah, he hangs out up there and uh, we, we showed him a, a funny uh, video that we made and he was like, well, I don't, or I don't want to, uh, or no, we were, we were telling him a video idea that we wanted to do. And we asked him if he'd be in it. He's like, no, I'm just going to take your idea and do it by my own, my own, because I have more followers. And I was just like, that's bullshit. Cause he doesn't have any social media. Where would he even put it out? <laughs> like he, he doesn't have followers. He, he has no social media. Mm. <laughs> just, I saw a lot of people kind of jumping on the bandwagon and trying to make him look like a dick. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's a confusing little bit, man. So, uh, yeah, he might be a jerk. He might be a dick or, you know. All of the I'm, above. I don't know. I'm even confused because I thought so I saw someone kind of reprimanding everyone in the midst of all this going, stop calling him a he. He said he prefers they, them. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. Now I'm really confused. I don't Actually, think that's I, the issue here. I don't but if, I, well, I don't know. I just don't remember if I've heard that, but okay. Yeah, I saw a few people saying that. I'm like, okay, well, that's a different conversation altogether. <laughs> Yeah. And I haven't heard him say that or them say that. Uh, yeah. It's uh, okay. Yeah. I, so, I, the, the whole thing gets more confusing the more I think about it. Yeah. It is really a strange situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping more develops out of that somehow. Something. Just anything. Literally. But anything. yeah. I, I just want to know what happened. But, you know, be uh, beside. I mean, like, you know, like we said, we think that Ezra screwed up here and, um, whether it be because he jokingly did that or because of the lack of social distancing, I think we can all agree that we need to strive to be <clears throat> better than Ezra. Oh, mm. 
Can I cancel you? <laughs> I'm not a fan of the cancel culture, but is it possible? <laughs> Can we just shut this shit down right now? <laughs> Maybe more on board than I previously thought. <laughs> I had to do it. Mm, did you? Did you have to? There was a voice in my head that said I had to. Yeah, see, I understand that, though. That's good. I get, I, yeah, I, I get that. <laughs> it implored me. You're compelled beyond reason. Yeah. We'll call it that. You know what? Like I have like you know how like <laughs> in like some Batman comics you have like or even Dark Knight Returns, you know you've got like Batman's voice talking to Bruce, being like, You can't escape me, you piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Um I've got like a pun Batman floating over my shoulder. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 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 I get it. I've been there. All right, well, uh, James Gunn, over, if we're going over to the Suicide Squad, uh, James Gunn says, right now, there's no reason for the Suicide Squad release date to move. We are on or ahead of schedule. We are extremely fortunate to rap shooting. We were extremely fortunate to rap shooting and set up editing from our homes. So um, That is nice. That's nice, yeah. He does say that uh, the promotional materials, like... Uh, you know, pictures and trailers and stuff is probably being slowed to some degree because of it, though. Yeah, and as far as his timeline is concerned, there's no reason to think the release date may change. But we kind of honestly have to see what yeah. the theater situation looks like in a couple months. Yeah. I mean, by most accounts, AMC is about to declare bankruptcy. And Regal is pretty much in the same place uh, financially. Or they were yeah, in the same that, place as AMC I mean was before. The... I, haven't, I haven't looked at Regal's financials, but... It, it did. It would have seemed. It seems odd to me that AMC was going down so hard when Regal was not getting any press about how far they were going down. It, well, AMC is a bigger brand, I think, but Regal is. Regal looked about the same financially as AMC did before the outbreak. Yeah, I can so look it up. It's it's one of those things oh, I wish I had more time to do. Was what was your stuff what like was your up. what was your find on on the Birds oh, of Prey situation? Uh, I did find um, bad news. I have as little money as I thought I did. Oh. Uh, That's terrible. Yeah. Uh, good news was I was right. It was twenty one fifty nine, including tax for my purchase mm. on the day it was released on Amazon. All right. Well, there you go, ladies and gents. Let me just look it up to be sure now. Hold on. You're, Harley. You're checking again? Yeah, I'm curious. You had an exact number. Wait, wait, wait. No, uh, well, not that part. <laughs> Birds of prey. Oh, never mind. Well, let me, only let me guess. Shit, it's still twenty nine ninety nine for the uh, 4K version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. So from, from me being exclusively someone who buys my movies on Amazon, um, yeah, just it hadn't changed a drop. Not one small penny. All right. <clears throat> so someone asked James Gunn to uh, describe Harley's portrayal in The Suicide Squad, and he answered exploding paul dini-esque oh that's beautiful that's just a great series of words yes 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 thank you thank i don't you, mr gunn think there's a character you could have p- picked that i would yeah I, like i think if you apply that to any character that's ever been treated in the animated versions and told me that was that was the character description i think i'd be on board all all mm-hmm. day every day mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely <sighs> paul dini man is a freaking treasure <laughs> and uh, I mean, let's see. Do you, 
often I remember the story about him talking about, well, I know I'm in a really good script when like I can't finish writing it because I'm crying. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. He's like leaving his study and his home and his wife's, are you okay? It's fine. I just, it was a really good scene. That's just glorious. Yep. <laughs> um, hey, and James Gunn actually already knows what the rating is, but he can't say yet. He knows what it's going to be rated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, over to uh, Justice Which is weird League. because I don't think he can know that. Oh, he can know. I, he can have a really good guess, but at some point he has to send that off for review and the board sends it back. I think he's had enough uh, experience with that. I, look, I would trust board. him. Trust me. I would trust him. I just don't know. I, I would give him 99% certainty, not 100. Uh-huh. Uh, so Ray Fisher has a couple of interesting things to say. On the future of Cyborg, he says, I know there are plans in the works. How privy am I to those plans? I cannot say. <laughs> but at least we know that there is something. That could literally mean nothing. No, if he cannot say... That means there's something. I know. I mean, yes, I, I get know, that interpretation. But there's enough. also the interpretation that he doesn't know because he does not know. That's true. You can't <laughs> say that. <laughs> like, the words well, he said can be interpreted different ways. He Look, does say, I actually I believe know. the first interpretation. I'm just saying the yeah. Um On the Snyder Cut, he says, Timing-wise, I don't think things have really worked out. There was one point in time where I was supposed to watch it, but some stuff came up, and unfortunately, I was it was not an option for me. Who knows? I might see it soon. Mm. So that just you know he's such a he's such a Snyder advocate. I feel bad that he hasn't gotten to see it like Momoa has. Yeah, I feel like there was just an empty seat beside Momoa that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. Oh well. I wonder if they just you know grabbed a random guy and made him put on the mocap suit and stuck him in the seat and said, "We're just gonna call you Ray tonight." My name is Jared. You're Ray today. <laughs> Here's $2,000. Shut the fuck up, Ray. Okay. All right. We're going to go to break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about television and we're going to answer your questions. All right. We're back. Let's get to Titans. Hit it. The uh, Titan cinematographer has confirmed that uh, Barbara Gordon is going to be in season three. I'm excited about that. Mm -hmm. Based on uh, certain casting calls and stuff, we're pretty sure it's going to be like the Oracle version of the character. It won't be Batgirl. Um and, Makes uh, sense Ian to Glenn. me in that universe. Ian Glenn is back in season three as Bruce Wayne. Oh, good. I'm excited about he that. He was delightful. He was delightful. I liked him a lot. They're like They did a really good job of making him an antagonist. Mm-hmm. And the best protagonist. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, he was a lot better in season two than he was in season one. That's true. I'll give you right now that for free. Just that daunting silhouette. Yeah. <laughs> I call season one's version Nightmare Batman mm. in my head because it's like it, it actually did remind me of how nightmares work. Like you see just enough of it to know that you're afraid of it, but then you can't find it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Supergirl. Supergirl. The return date has been delayed again. Of course. It was supposed to come back uh, Sunday, April 26th with the new episode of Batwoman, but it has been pushed back to May 3rd. Yeah, it's, it's genuinely, it's hard to guess what's going on with most of those shows right now. Mm-hmm. Because I know a lot of the principal photography for the whole season was just already there, and that's why we got as many episodes as we did. But, man, nobody's shooting nobody's shooting in Vancouver right this second. Yep. And, uh, I feel like we're going to get a lot of the finales over the summer. What do you think? Oh, I, I assume we will, yeah. yeah. I assume so. Uh, over to Superman and Lois, uh, they've cast Lana Lang. 
uh, I, Entourage's Emmanuel Chiriki, I guess. Uh, How do you spell it? it? Let's do that again. E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L-L-E. Last name, C-H-R-I-Q-U-I. Here's the worst part. I actually looked up a video of her talking about Entourage, and she said her name, and I still can't remember it long enough to say it right. That's fair. Yeah, that's a flaw we have. Mm -hmm. I think it's also nerves. Yeah, just on the spot, forgot about it. Yeah. Like, I know it's a thing with me. I mean, I, uh, in my previous life that I hope to return to, dealt with customers all day and had to be told their names like 20 times. Mm-hmm. But if I saw one name tag, we were good. Right. Um, so, I don't know how to feel about this girl. I don't know her from anything. I haven't watched anything with her in it that I remember. Um, she's Lana Lang. And uh, Eric <laughs> Valdez has been cast as Kyle Cushing, the husband of Lana Lang. Look and her up while you're talking. Go ahead. He I'm is. Just curious. I doubt I'll remember either. They are saying he is Smallville, Smallville's fire chief and local hero who's seen his fair share of tragedy. Small town raised with small town beliefs. Kyle doesn't care much for the big city and often butts heads with people that come from it. So okay, I do recognize her face. I don't remember anything about her. Yeah, I'm guessing Shrieky. Okay. Just and now, guess. Here, now this is out of left field for me, but. Uh, the nip talking. Oh, no. There's a pronunciation mm-hmm. guide on Wikipedia. Yeah, Shrieky. Okay. Uh, nip tuck and life sentence star Dylan Walsh has been cast as General Sam Lane, and he looks completely different than the previous General Lane that was in Supergirl, Gwen Morshower. Yeah, but there's room for that now. Crisis. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. But oof. Can be done. Y'all. I do. I like. I, I watched a couple seasons of Nip Tuck, mostly because it was a girl I was dating uh, at the time's show, and we would just DVD and chill and watch that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, he was he's all right. I don't yeah. remember anything. I don't remember not liking the guy. He's a pretty good actor. I mean, it seems like the uh, the description for the character is pretty much the same. A no nonsense army general who's determined to keep America and the world safe from all threats from this world or beyond. Lane's a workaholic who demands nothing but excellence from all of those in his life. Sounds just like the other guy, uh, as far as the character's concerned. No, and this is going to be in Superman and Lois, right? Not yeah. Supergirl? Right. Okay. And by the way, we have no idea if Jenna Dewan is coming back or if even Lucy the character is coming back. I, you know, hey, hey you know, if they're going to recast uh, well, Daddy, might as well recast Lucy, too. <laughs> I mean, you can. I wasn't a big fan of Jenna Dewan, though. Well, one confusing bit for me, mm-hmm. and it's a bit of a sidebar, is um, they're using a Leviathan right now in Supergirl. Mm. And there is a very meaningful thing that happens with General Lane in mm-hmm. Leviathan. Mm-hmm. That I guess they're probably not going to use if it's not in the same show. Yeah. I mean, they could. Maybe. They could. Who knows? They could expand it. Leviathan could last a little while. I mean, honestly, right now in the comics, um, which are on pause, but mm-hmm. in the most recent uh, action comics, um, Leviathan was still going strong. So uh, yeah, there's plenty of, plenty of play in that. Maybe they're just going to keep it going. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I really don't. I. Um... We ain't no shit. Man, I wish they would just recast and have Maxwell Lord come back to Supergirl and they could even play with, like... He does a little like our Maxwell Lord, but I remember both of them. Yeah, no, Crisis. Woo! I'd take that guy back, too. He was kind of fun by the end of it. Oh, I loved the guy that played Maxwell Lord, but I, he just didn't want to move to Vancouver, so... From what yeah. I understand. 
Yeah, him and Cut Grant had that in common, apparently. Mm-hmm. All right, we got listener questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> <sighs> take a deep breath. Yeah. I only a... saw like two of the questions. I just saw a list of them and went, "Well, I don't have time for that right this second. I was, uh huh. I was trying to feed the daughter and mm-hmm. couldn't go down a little Twitter hole at the moment. Yeah. I'm sorry, man. All right, Nathan Wobbly Boots, eighty-five. Seeing as the as the Terrifics are DC's answer slash ripoff of the Fantastic Four, who would you have as the Terrifics version of a Doctor Doom? Now, this is one of the questions I did see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you my answer. Okay. Argyle. Argyle. <laughs> that is not who I said. <laughs> well, in all fairness. First of all, he's styled to look like Doctor Doom anyway. Mm-hmm. If we're going to do a ripoff, let's do it right. Mm-hmm. Second, one of the reasons I don't like Doctor Doctor Doom particularly as a character is because he's basically a super scientist slash super magician. Like, he, he shouldn't be beatable. He, right. He, he's one of those people that feels so overpowered that uh, he he's hard to get into. I mean, he's fun mm-hmm. in a way, but, you know, if we're going to do, if we're going to have that kind of energy anyway... Let's just get a fifth dimensional character into this shit and why not yeah i can see that argyle by the way is a sentient sock and the arch nemesis of ambush bug mm-hmm. in case anyone was wondering because as many what? times as we mentioned him I'm actually sure now that i say that out loud uh double check me i know they're fourth dimensional wall breaking characters but are they fifth dimensional as well i'm not sure man i don't know I, either I, I think they're from the fifth dimension I think so, but only because all the other characters that can do that kind of stuff <laughs> are. So mm-hmm. I don't know exactly. I do know that's my answer. Right. It's already got the mask. Um, my answer, because I don't know a lot about the Terrifics. I've never actually even read it. I, I, it I really don't. There's a new version right looks now. Looks good. That was. I think the issue numbers were in the 20s or 30s since uh, Rebirth. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's one of those titles that looked fun a few times, and I've almost picked it up, and I never quite have. Mm-hmm. But it has, it's been getting good, you know, good reviews since it's been around in the last uh, couple of years. Yeah. Uh, my pick um, is Mr. Terrific, Terry Sloan, the original ah, Mr. Terrific. Nice. Uh, who did recently show up in the New 52 as a villain. I did not know that. I actually looked him up to see uh, what his status was as far as, you know, alive, dead, or whatever. And then right. I see, you know, here's got, <laughs> it's like, oh, he, Came back as a villain in the new Fifty Two, and uh, he's try he's you know a villain because he's trying to save his Earth using questionable methods. And to me, that just sounds great. I was like, yeah, that. I was thinking initially, like, have him maybe from an alternate Earth or show up and just like not be down with like what uh, the current Mister Terrific is is doing, mm-hmm. uh, or kind of maybe make him go insane, make him think like take his name back or maybe even change his name to Mr. Terrible. I don't know. Something, something silly. <laughs> Someone calls him Mr. Terrible instead of Mr. Oh, you Mr. went from Mr. Terrific to Mr. Terrible. Uh, plastic man could say, Oh, you, Mr. Terrific, the original, oh, more like Mr. Terrible. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think you could have a lot of fun with that. And, or if you really wanted to have, be like serious about it, you could like be like, Oh, he's from the golden age. And he come, he, he comes to this earth and he's like, what? My namesake was taken by a black dude. Can't have that. I'm old and racist. You could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You could do like no. It's a thing you can do in comics, though, where 
if a character sits dormant for for just a little while, eventually you can you can have somebody ask like, "So what's going on with him?" Oh, he came back. He's an asshole now. Yeah, and just do that. Oh, um, have you ever run across this? By the way, I meant to ask you earlier. I, I just ran across it uh, somewhere on a Reddit scroll. But oh god, you poor thing. I know, but it's okay. Um, it was it was an actual excerpt from from. Do you remember in the Amalgam Universe at any point? I never read the Amalgam Universe, but I know you had some familiarity with it. <laughs> yeah. That some, Joker yes. and Red Skull teamed up for a second? I don't remember. Th- well, do I? Like, unless because somebody completely fabricated these these uh, these panels. It, it, it was real. I, like, I read them. Well, there, there was the crossover that was Marvel versus DC. And then that storyline, uh, con- uh, you know, gave way to the Amalgam universe where they were all like combined. So it's possible. Yeah. That, that he teamed up with Red Skull. I I mean, I don't really, it seems familiar, but we're talking about, you know, I'm going to give you the quick takeaway from the two panels. Ready? Uh huh. Um, at some point Joker realizes that all the Nazi paraphernalia is not, and he, he does this in like, you know, bubbled speech exposition, exposition style says like, you're telling me that's not like a that's not a get up. That's not just for outrage. You're actually a Nazi, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> apparently tells everybody around him like, okay, listen, y'all just back off. I, I may be a homicidal lunatic, but th- I'm an American homicidal lunatic. This guy, this asshole's mine. <laughs> that's great. My point being, assholes can come back in any grade. Yeah, yeah. I want that. I'd like. I I really wish I had that somewhere. I, I would just have that. I think I would just have that panel just somewhere on a on the wall because it, it really did crack me up. Yeah, that's great. Um, all right, Nathan. Hopefully that was uh, an answer to your liking. Uh, Nathan says to us, once again, you have Static Shock starting a new super team. Who other than the Big Seven, and then he rather, or he later uh, says the Big Eight, do you have fill out his roster? Now, I did ask for clarification on the Big Eight just because that changes. Mm-hmm. Depending on who's telling you and mm-hmm. what story is being told, but if I remember correctly, it was uh, what Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern, Cyborg, and Martian. Mm-hmm. Those are off the table. Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, who's your first? Gear. Oh, you want a builder still? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like in one, Static Shock is putting together a, a team. Mm-hmm. I want a version of Gear there with him. All right. I, I feel like Gear is, you know, sort of a uh, Ted Cord Batman type, you know? That's, yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, you want somebody who, can, like I said, you want to build around the team. You, you got to mm-hmm. have somebody that's uh, the, a mechanic. Work, you know, work on the fly in the field, make mm-hmm. some shit happen when they have to. Mm-hmm. Nice to have Cyborg, whose mind is basically one giant in- engineering department, but if you don't have him, I get it. Yeah. All right. Second pick Red Tornado. Okay. I know he's I a quasi-member most of the time. It's not an extremely outrageous pick or anything, but I just think he's a damn fine addition. Okay. I can see it. Super powerful. Mm-hmm. Flight's never bad. Yeah. Logical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of a kind of a slightly depowered Martian, if if uh, you know, if you were doing like a personality trait tree or something. Yeah. I got you. Who was your first pick? Oh, um, I just meant second between us. Who was your uh who was the next pick for you? Oh, I guess. Uh, vibe. Oh, vibe's nice. Yeah, vibe's mm-hmm. a good call. Mm-hmm. I feel like he'd get along with Static. Like yeah. I, I, well, the Cisco Ramon version of him anyway. Like I don't like the version from the Flash. Uh, t- <laughs> Actually, there was there was a few 
comics I knew of where I saw five and was like, yeah, he's a fun guy, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, and arguably his power, at least as useful as a Flash, mm-hmm. if not more so in some capacities. And see, I you know, I like the idea of vibe because if if you get static and a vibe together, you might be able to pull in a lot of alternate universe characters. So you could just kind of run the gamut and play with whatever you want. Yeah, that's true. Different versions of a character. Very true. What um, else you got? I'm going to go straight for Shazam. Okay. God, you're going for a lot of big guns. I know. Well, you asked for the Justice League. He didn't say Justice League. Oh, just a team around Static Shock. Yeah, sure. He, says, right, but he says Static is starting a new super team. Who you're right. Other you're than right. Eight, you're right. Do you want to fill out the Just roster? when you take away the big eight, I feel like mm-hmm. replacing them. I don't want to replace them necessarily, but I I want to play with some characters who you don't see normally in a team very much, or you don't really see very much at all. At all. You know what I mean? That's my preference. You do you. I get it. I get it. Well, it'll be a mixture of those between us. <laughs> but yeah, useful. Um, eh, good to have somebody with like that black and white set of morals hanging around just to gut check everybody when necessary I uh, yeah i think that's fair which is uh and i apparently also want to want to find that powerhouse that's why i picked supergirl oh yeah yeah i could deal with that that and it aggravates and me God, that you never see get along just swimmingly wouldn't they yeah and you almost never see supergirl in a team like unless she's with the legionnaires or yes, something legionnaires just, is about all i can think of yeah, yeah you never see her on the Justice League very much, or you don't really... Like, you would think she would be in the Titans, but she's never in the Titans. Yeah, but the Titans already have, like, a Connor or a Donna yeah. here and there. They rarely need a Supergirl as well. And then you have a Young Justice, but she's a little too old for that. She just doesn't fit anywhere, and I want her to fit in a team. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Got anybody uh, else? All right, just for funsies. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, have... I thought that's what all this was for. Well, yeah, sure. But for extra funsies, <clears throat> just to make it weird, I have sitting in front of me the DC Comics Encyclopedia. Uh-huh. I'm going to open to a random page, roughly, I'm going to go with two-thirds of the way through the book. Mm-hmm. Let's see what we got here. Uh, fucking nobody. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking nobody. All right, you got Alfred. <laughs> so open to the P's, so it's Alfred... Mm-hmm. So the People's Heroes, the little uh, group of forgotten Suicide Squatters, Johnny Peril, Neptune Perkins, uh, Perrin, I've never heard of him, Phantasm, <laughs> a little bit here and there, Phantasmo, yes, <laughs> no, not really, and uh, Persuader. Uh-huh. Don't really know what to do with any of these people, uh, and it seems like only like three of them are actually good guys. Right. Let's we'll go to the next page. We're just going to go till it gets fun. Uh, well, Phantom Stranger, that'd be interesting. Uh, yeah, that'd be interesting. I <laughs> could deal with Phantom Stranger. Just have a guy who, like, you forget he's there for, like, a year and a half's worth of issues, and then he just pops in at the right moment and saves everything <laughs> and, and just runs away with no fucking explanation. Yeah. Is he still on the team? I guess so. Fuck. We were really about to lose that one. I, I had one more character, and uh, I, I think we need a speedster, so I was going to say Jesse Quick. That's not a bad one. Not a bad one at all. I don't know if it would be Jesse Chambers, like, proper, or uh, if you would, you know, grab somebody from an alternate universe and just have her just be, like, more of a Jesse Wells type to go along with what people are more familiar with. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just I'm let her be. i with either. Just let her be. Um, I'm going to go to, like, the first third of the book. You want to just see what happens? Yeah, sure. All right. Um, ah, fuck, a whole page devoted to Fatal Five, then mm-hmm. Fatality, then mm-hmm. Fastbach, 
Feora, Fastball, Fair, Vesper, Fairchild, and Fate. I just genuinely, I can't do anything with those. Kidding me. Firestorm. Oh, hey, Fire, Firestorm. That's good. He, he was on my list for quite a while. I don't blame you. Yeah. That's solid. Um, I was flipping through the peas a second ago and Plastic Man came up. Couldn't hurt, but he's already on several versions. Mm-hmm. The thing about Firestorm, the reason I didn't, I took him off the list is he's so freaking powerful. It's just, he is. It, it's, it's just transmutation if you just use that possibility to its fullest extent can really take the game over real fast but firestorm is really one of those characters i want to see in like uh a a a book of his own whether whether you use uh the ronnie raymond version or the jason rush version i prefer ronnie raymond in a lot of ways because ronnie raymond's version reminds me of of spider-man um you know he's he's got the alliterated name when most of the run that i read of ronnie raymond's he was a you know, kid in college and his professor was, you know, Professor Stein, much like Spider-Man has like, you know, in the old seventies stuff, you see like uncle Ben's head, like floating over him going, where the great power comes great responsibility. Right. Just at the Roddy, right Roddy literally has an old man in his head telling him what to do. And it's literally <laughs> depi- like the thought bubble is literally depicted with an old man's face. A lot of the time. Early it totally, on, it totally is. Um, yeah. In a lot of ways, like I feel like to offset, his his vast powers. I need Ronnie Raymond to be like a broke college student with girl problems. That's fair. Yeah, I can get behind that. Yeah, so I kind of rather see him in his own thing. And by the way, the Jason Rush version. There was a uh, I don't remember who wrote it sadly, but the uh, the Jason Rush series that they did of Firestorm back in the early aughts that uh, I want to say Damian Scott drew uh, was fantastic, and he was. Uh, I want to say he was black and Hispanic maybe, but, uh, and he had like a whole, like a completely different backstory, but he dealt with a lot of shit too. Like girl problems, his dad being an abusive piece of shit. Um, it was really solid. It Naturally. was super good. Um, I loved that run. Well, similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, if we had to replace... It, like if I, you and I have the same opinion. I think on Green Lanterns, Kyle Rayner. Uh, yeah. Generally, Kyle Rayner's are I think our favorite. Yeah, Kyle Rayner is my favorite. Uh, even though when I think of Green Lantern, I first think of Hal. I mean, it, which I is totally have, fair. It's yeah. an, an an iconic interpretation. I just Kyle. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle like visually has a lot to do, and then um, story wise is much more relatable. But if we're just picking people that don't have enough play yet. Man, the, the new version, the Jessica Cruz version? Yeah, I like her a lot. Oh, she's fantastic. Um, she's just really kicking some serious ass in um, Justice League Odyssey at the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, survived Darkseid's beams. <laughs> For just a second, I thought you said beans. He ma- he notoriously makes a really bad red beans and rice. Like, yeah. yeah. Visited New Orleans one time, didn't ask for a recipe, thought he could nail it. Just fucking, just terrible. Fancies himself an artisan coffee maker, just can't get it right. Right. Doesn't know how to work the beans. Yeah. Like you take a sip and you can feel like a chip of a bean hit your front left tooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just flipping through here. This kind he of never fun. puts cream in the coffee. That's why they call him dark side. Anyway. <laughs> yes. How do you want yours? And if you start to say something else, it just beams your ass. Yeah. The Omega beans. Dark coffee is. Anyway. (laughs) 
Nathan has one more question for us. Uh, what character or storyline do you want to see adapted into Titans season three? Ooh, God. Mm. All right, that's a lot. All right. Um, what do you got? Uh, well, because we have Barbara Gordon coming in, I want to see at least flashbacks to the killing joke, but that sort of ties in with what I want to see. I want to see, um, and they, they did this a little bit last year, but I want to see more flashbacks to the first Titans team, the first Teen Titans team. Mm-hmm. I want to see a little bit of Teen Titans year one, kind of that vibe. And, but I also want flash forwards to Titans tomorrow. And if that means that Superboy's got to go forward into the future, this is the Jeff Johns Titans tomorrow, uh, run you can find on DC universe. I'm sure. But, um, I would love to see that. I want to see like where they wind up later. Like I want to see grown up Raven and shit, you know, grown up beast boy. And, uh, and then like sort of have to like decide whether or not they're going to let, the future dictate what they do in the present and uh, whether or not they're willing to let a certain future take place. I think that would be cool. Yeah, that's fair. I can get behind that. Um, because of the tone of the show, I, mm-hmm. if you had asked me which version of uh, Barbara they were going to use, wheelchair Barbara's is what I would have guessed just because it's the darkest possible version, I guess. It's the one <laughs> where the most tragedy has already happened. You know right, what I mean? Right. And it's very much something the Titans does. And I, I, I'm i not knocking that. I appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think we're going to get a Joker version. I just don't. Because I... I, I mean, we've already seen him face down on the top of a car. I'm, yeah, I, I don't think we could... They could probably get away with like a blurry, you know, Birds of Prey the series recap. Yeah, maybe. I just... I don't think we're going to get a... I don't think we're going to get like another actor and another interpretation right now. Mm-hmm. Not not just this second. There's a lot of Joker going around, and I'm very much against the whole like if he's being used here, you can't use it here thing. I like we we've, we've been outspoken about that being bullshit since Diane Nelson was still employed. Mm-hmm. Um, they that that's not what I'm saying. Uh, I'm saying there's a lot of versions out there right now, and they may try to do something different. Uh, and if they do, I've always liked the idea of Joker's daughter. Just never had traction with it. Yeah, but it's just, she's never Joker's daughter. She's always just some wackadoo. I know. Like, I'm aware, but... She might be, you know... Some random wackadoo might make just as much sense as anything else in this universe. Duella Dent, etc. Mm-hmm. Which I guess they just did her on Batwoman, too. Like, mm-hmm. they just did her on Batwoman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, that's how I felt about it. Me, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it happened. Um, just because it's a kind of uh, protege, it, it, it would make sense for me, but I don't know. I don't know if that's exactly where I'd go with the season. Man, mm-hmm. that's, that's a really tough question, like where that season should go. Because it's going to have to do with the big bad, and they've, it, they've just already el- eliminated some really big bads. Yeah. And they've split the team up. They're back together now. Like It feels like they need something truly polarizing. And I'll tell you the, the opposite of that question. What I'm going to be really disappointed by is if they go for like a blood cult thing. Because mm-hmm. I've, I've just never not been bored by a blood cult. Yeah. I don't want anything. I don't want Brother Blood. I don't want any of that shit. I'm, uh-uh. The closest we ever got was on Arrow, and that's as close as I ever want to be. Yeah, I, I'm just always bored by that shit. Um, I think I'm just bored by, like, cult mind control shit now. Been desensitized to it. <laughs> I think I was always bored by it. Maybe. I don't know. It could be our, It could be generational. Like, we grew up in, you know, in our lifetimes, we've had the Jonestown Massacre in Waco. Like, how fucking far do we want to take this at some point you're just like no i've heard this story i literally watched it on the news Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i don't know it's just not my deal i just don't care for it 
the closest I got to liking something like that was Chuck Palahniuk's Survivor, which is a fantastic novel. Hmm. Um, but didn't really deal specifically with that. It was just, you know, the story of a surviving cult member who had gone out into the world to, you know, further their cause or whatever. And then while he was out there, they, the, the cult got uh, taken down. <laughs> so, That's fair. Yeah, it's a, it's a great book. I'll tell you what, the only thing I can think of that would be really fun and Titans would be able to do a really good job with, maybe, is just some version of the Sandman universe. Hmm. I mean, if you tied in Raven and stuff, yeah, you could do that for for sure. Like she's great on that show. Yeah. And it would only take her as a channel to get everything going. Yeah. And then after that, they're just in the world and you got to deal with them. But you know they won't do that because they're developing Sandman for, for Netflix. Yeah, they've developed and they've been developing that for five <laughs> years. We'll see. We'll see. Um, let's go on to the next question, I guess, if you want. You good? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Matthew Salvatore asks, what Batman comics do you think had the greatest influence on the Batman character? Um, the last 30 years, Dark Knight Returns. Oh, yeah. As a singular product, that one. Overall, maybe the O'Neill Adams run? Yeah, O'Neill Adams, uh, Dark Knight Returns, Batman Year One. Um, that stuff in the mid '80s was just that changed everything. Yeah, it was completely seminal. It's just you couldn't. Yeah, there was the no character would that. Like character that wouldn't have lasted. Killing Joke shortly after, like there was just yeah, there was no turning back. Yeah, I agree. Uh, he also asks, what character had the most impactful death in the DC universe, emotionally or narratively? Uh, Jor-El and Laura. <laughs> yeah impactfully Tom, yeah thomas and martha wayne impactfully uh, maybe maybe after those cats jason todd no impactfully a start uh, for storytelling maybe like maxwell lord hmm that's an interesting take but uh, but you can know, pick man. any of the crises you can pick ted cord maxwell lord or uh supergirl out of any of the crises and all of them were deeply impactful for a while yeah yeah but I don't think any so impactful as Jorel and Laura or Thomas and Martha Wayne. I mean, there just technically can't be anyone more than Jorel and Laura. Yeah, I mean, technically, it's just that's yeah. just historically accurate. Cre- created the paradigm. Yeah, in the superhero genre. I mean, I I, I know there was Doctor Occult and shit before. I get it. I know. Mm-hmm. But nothing like Superman. Superman was the first superhero. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Supergirl in Crisis was a big one. Jason Todd after that, big one. Uh, Todd was, yeah, that was a big one too. Because they both stayed dead for so long. So long. God, who else? Oh, uh, one of the hardest for me to read, I'll just give you the most recent one. The hardest to read was maybe, uh, eh, you know, it's, it's been several months, but in the current books, Alfred's gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Bane just, yeah, straight snapped him. Right. Um. That was not easy. And it was not, I mean, and Tom King did a great job of dealing with, uh, Bruce just did not want to deal with that shit. Mm-hmm. It took him months to read the last thing Alfred wrote him. It was rough. Yeah. It was a, it was a good run. <clears throat> so Matthew's next question is very spoilery. So I have rephrased it so that the people who know what we're talking about will know what we're talking about. And the people who haven't experienced it yet will not know what we're talking about. I like it. But... Uh, I believe this is in response to uh, news that came out this week that Alan Burnett, uh, who did not have anything to do with Justice League Unlimited, said that he does not consider uh, the twists that happened in Epilogue. Do you remember that episode? Mm-hmm. 
he does not consider that to be canon. He rejects it. Okay. Uh, Justice League Unlimited, the epilogue, was written by Bruce Timm and Dwayne McDuffie. Uh, so, Matthew wants to know if we consider that episode canon, basically. Or the twist that's in that episode canon. I mean, I, I do consider it canon. Yeah. And it was more. It was one of the more impactful moments of the entire animated series. Mm-hmm. All together, you know, top ten-ish, easy. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to consider it canon. It incorporated a lot and still left room for the spoiler you're talking about not being necessarily true. Right. I. Uh, it worries me because the new comic series, Batman the Adventures Continue, is being written by Alan Burnett and Paul Dini, the two guys who weren't working on Justice League Unlimited at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and now Alan Burnett comes out and says that, and I'm like, oh, man, don't. Don't take that away from me. Um, but they won't. It'll be an alternate universe. I'll just ignore it and just be like, nope, that happened in a separate little thing that Alan Burnett and Paul Dini wanted to do, just like Batman and Harley Quinn happens in Bruce Timm's little weirdo fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, like if I had to pick something to not be canon. Whew, Batman and Harley Quinn is definitely going first. Um, Yeah. So I, I think uh, the answer to your question is yes, epilogue is canon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, if it was a black and white choice of, or a binary choice of just it does or doesn't guide the future, maybe it'd be a different discussion. But because it leaves it slightly open to interpretation, then yeah, it's it's canon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let's put it another way. I believe everything that happens regarding the conversation that we're all talking about that we're not talking about is true enough to the people having that conversation that it is real on some level. Mm-hmm. All right. Meanwhile, since you don't have much to do, if you don't have much to do, watch that whole series and catch up and tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, number Ryan. four. Ryan, I'm talking to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah Ryan. You, in particular. You go mm-hmm. watch it. You go watch it now. <laughs> no more Golden Girls, Ryan. No more Golden Girls for you. <sighs> uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. Thank you for being a friend. Number four. I'm just going to enjoy if that fucks with him. <laughs> That'll amuse me. <laughs> Number four. I'll also meet it as a friend. Go watch it. You'll yeah. enjoy it. Matthew Salvatore has one more question for us. Uh, I'm not sure how much this will this will apply to you, but favorite Andy Griffith episode. <laughs> oh, I got nothing. I, I, so the weird. only thing I... I did see that because I, I scrolled for a second. But um, honestly, the only scene that I can remember... If you had, is like the citizens arrest scene. I don't even know what episode that's from. This is all you, man. I don't know. It is from the episode citizens arrest. Okay. Um, Yeah. Citizens arrest. uh, I have a few favorites because I am a huge, huge Andy Griffith show fan. You are. Um, See, I I love the episode. Like, and I don't, I don't, I can't remember a lot of the names either. Like I love citizens arrest. Uh, That's, Usually, either Citizens Arrest or uh, Three Wishes for Opie, uh, <laughs> where Barney is uh, Barney has retrieved a book uh, where he in uh, a lamp and he sprinkles incense and calls forth the spirit of uh, Countess Van Tilecki, uh from <laughs> the 13th century or some shit. Dear God, <laughs> yeah, and. Uh, it's got this great line where like Andy's pissed off because apparently Barney's going around telling people that uh, Andy and Helen are going to be married. And uh, he's like, 
it's not me, Andy. It's Countess Fantalecki. And he's like, where can I find him? He's like, Andy, you can't talk to Countess Fantalecki. Why not? Because he's from the 13th century. (laughs) See, it just, all I remember is little bits like that. Like, I remember a bunch of distilleries being stomped on. Yeah. Uh, Otis being let out of his cage over and over again, even though the thing was never locked. Right. Uh, well, it was locked. It, you could he Otis could just literally at the you oh know, he just uh, literally reach through and grab it and walk yeah, out. Yeah, at the proper yeah. time. Uh, yeah. He goes voluntarily. Yeah, once for his he's own sober, safety. he just kind of finds his way out. Yeah. Well, it you know <laughs> it's because he doesn't want to deal with his wife when he's drunk. She doesn't like him being drunk, so he doesn't want to deal with his. Oh, wife. he just goes to the jail. Yeah, <laughs> peacefully on his cot. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah. the, the funny part is i can remember <laughs> the scenery like i could draw you the the map of their courthouse mm-hmm. and it would be pretty damn accurate mm-hmm. but ah, fuck, I, I don't remember whole anything that happened no no i've i must have watched dozens of episodes of this show though just because it was in the it was in the nick at night period where i was watching nick at night right you know every fucking night yeah um a lot of the stuff about the one bullet mm-hmm. in his pocket <laughs> yep so I love those two episodes, uh, and those two always come to mind uh, before anything else. But um, I love I love uh, the stranger in, uh, stranger in town, where he knows everybody's name and everything, and no one knows him. That's fantastic. Big recollection of that. Recollection Barney that Barney thinks he's a German spy, but keeps saying stuff like, uh, uh, oh, "What does he say?" Uh, <laughs> He says some stuff in in German and some stuff in Spanish, <laughs> trying to talk to the guy. <laughs> he thinks he's I don't know, but maybe he thinks he's a Russian spy, but he's saying German stuff. I don't know. I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, for I some think reason, it now should have been a German spy given the era. Yeah, I it might have been Russian, but yeah, he think, just thinks he's a spy um, and he's just speaking to him and like. I think we and the Russians were still roughly on the same side, reluctantly even. At the time, it was still the during the Cold War. Yeah, it was during the Cold War, though. Um, True enough. Um, oh, Sprechensi Espanoli. That's what he said to him. Oh fuck yeah, that's a good. That's a good line. Sprechensi Espanoli. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good line. Yeah. Um, I, I love even uh, the, some of the colored episodes that, are really. That's great. the kind of line where like you could put that in an episode of Modern Family and it would still do great. Oh yeah. Um. A show which actually just recently ended and had a fantastic ending, if you ask me. Good. Um, I mean, to go back for it. I've just kind of lost track for a couple okay. seasons. But yeah. Um, yeah. The Out of the colored episodes, I love the one where Warren has ESP. Mm-hmm. He doesn't actually have ESP. He's just an idiot. Um, <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, I think my favorite colored episode is the one where uh, Goober, oh, Aunt B and Opie both go out of town, and Andy just wants nothing but to hang hang out at the house and do nothing, be alone. And Goober like comes over and basically becomes his Aunt B, and then screws up all of these dinner dates. And Andy thinks he's got to go to dinner three separate times. He eats this big spaghetti dinner with with Goober. Then he Goober thinks, oh, you've got to go and have dinner with Helen. And they're having spaghetti. And he was supposed to remember that Andy was supposed to go Saturday night to go have dinner with Howard and his mother. But he says tonight, and they were having spaghetti. So Andy eats three spaghetti dinners. I, I like that episode. I just I like the interplay between Andy and Goober a whole lot. Um, anyway, yeah, I could go on. But I could do an Andy Griffith podcast. I really could. <laughs> Almost as though it's crossed your mind before. It has. 
there was um <laughs> when we we my family's falling apart in the other room i have to move on but mm-hmm. the the spaghetti bit did remind me of um or well i was i was i never watched a lot of king of the hill i would run across it every now and then and and it was fine but i never made time for it mm-hmm. but there was an episode where uh the, who's the dumb guy in the, in oh, the well, that's an open question. I guess. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bill. That's Bill? Voiced to perfection by Stephen Root. I believe it. Um, he, at some point, they think he's like a uh, a tastemaker, like an influencer, uh, uh-huh. whatever we were calling it at the time that the show was being made. <laughs> yeah. And he's eating spaghetti sandwiches. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the episode was like, they start investing in whatever he's doing at the grocery market because they just think like, they think they see a false lead there and it just turns out he's an idiot. And I vaguely remember when watching that episode and thinking like this, I feel like I've seen this something like this on any Griffith before. That's funny. The closest I can think of is when Goober grew a beard and everybody thought he was really smart. Suddenly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing. <laughs> uh, the, the stats on people that have a full head of hair, and it just turns white at some mm-hmm. point. It's like you get an extra 15% confidence boost. Like if if you were just a character playing a game, they would just give you like an armor class upgrade because like, well, was this old and he still has all his hair. He must have learned some stuff. No, he didn't fucking learn some stuff. He stumbled through the shit like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. He just got lucky and kept his hair. Yeah. All right. Uh, Brent from Fans Without Borders asks, what comics, if any, have you been reading? Have you liked them? That, so many. Oh god, so many. Um, it's tempting to just go to my shelf. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try to remember it as best I can in order. Uh, Metal's about to come back out. Fantastic. Uh, Action Comics and Superman as as a tandem been fantastic as well. Bendis is doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Everything Snyder has touched, and uh, that includes the Justice League run that was just his version of the Justice League run that just wrapped up that led into what's going to become Dark Knight's Metal. Mm-hmm. Um, or the the second part of it. Um, Fuck, the Firefly run's actually really good, surprisingly. I wondered. Like the new Firefly? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm trade waiting on it, but I, I have the first part of uh, uh, whatever that was, War something. Yeah. <laughs> it's still on my shelf. Whatever that was that wrapped up. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the name of it either, but I remember the storyline. Yeah. Uh, the Rick and Morty series has been very useful for me because it's been i mean we love that show mm-hmm. and it's been so long between episodes and then even when we got the show back we only had it back for a couple of weeks it seemed like and then it was gone again mm-hmm. um it's coming I mean, back in may yeah i know it's got like 65 fucking episodes ahead of it according to their contract but yeah they uh it it's been a long wait and it's only like a tangential universe like they make a ton of references to the fact that it's basically in universe but not exactly um like in the same sense that the show every now and then will just kill kill every character and be like, oh, that was just over here. Um, oh God, those were good. What am I missing? Uh, Justice League Dark, Justice League Odyssey, also fantastic. Mm-hmm. And Justice League Odyssey has been kind of like an offshoot of Justice League's new run. Mm-hmm. But <clears throat> still good. That's where uh, Jessica Cruz is killing at the moment. Justice League Dark has been just phenomenal. Like Wonder Woman became the most powerful magician ever because that kind of makes sense to me. She's made of magic. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's just literally made of magic. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was able to take on shit that would have killed basically anybody <clears throat> else, which makes sense. 
Oh, fuck, on the Batman side, it's been mostly Batman that I've been, I've been actually pulling. Um, but Batman, Flash, and any of the crossovers that happened, like the button and all that shit. Um, oh, I feel like I'm forgetting so many, but I don't want to actually get up and look at them. That's okay, man. You've listed a lot more than I'm going to list. <laughs> I mean, out of the current out of the current stuff that I'm reading, you know, right before this all has happened. Yeah. And I'm on pause for a moment. That's It's been extensive. Uh, yeah, mine has not been. I read Batman The Adventures Continue. Mm-hmm. I uh, did a review for it on Patreon. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm uh, on board, but still a little so-so. Not not crazy about Ty Templeton's artwork right now. Um, and a little curious as to uh, how this is going to work into canon, or if it actually will. And I'll continue to do reviews of it as it comes out, but uh, for Patreon. Fair enough. Uh, other than that, I've been rereading some Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> <laughs> and loving it. I have, I have, a, uh, the complete collection of Calvin and Hobbes. I, that's a go-to for me. Like, yeah, nothing just, wrong with that. When I need inspiration, sometimes I'm just like, ah, I'm just, I'm going to go look at some Calvin and Hobbes for a minute. Yeah. And then three hours later I go, I need to go to bed. Yeah, that's fair. I, I genuinely, um. God, if you're just looking for something to get you through, like what to do if you're bored right now, mm-hmm. grab any trade that Scott Snyder had his hands on. Yep, that's real. Brent continues, uh, do you have any DCCW episodes that you can just go to when you want to pick me up? For me, World's Finest is one of those. No, it's good. I There are probably several I could name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, functionally, that's not a thing for me because there's... The only episode, it, like the only episodes that I've bought, are the Crisis episodes, and I actually do go rewatch those from time to time just for funsies. Yeah, but again, functionally, I just I would rather watch something else for the most part, just because of the fucking ads. Like I can't, I, there's no, I can't get around that. I well, I mean, a lot of it is on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah, most of the previous seasons. But honestly, when it gets once it's that far in the past, I. I just, I don't go back for it, really. I often don't. I think the first thing that came to mind is World's Finest. I've watched that one a few times. It was a lot of fun. The Supergirl Flash crossover. Yeah. Um, I will, I have gone back a few times and watched uh, the, I think it's the Barry Allen episodes where Barry Allen is introduced on Arrow. I've gone back and watched those a few times. I've watched the, um, Flash, the first Flash Arrow team up. More than anything, if I go back and watch DCCW, I go back and look at pilots. I go back and look at the first, very first episode because I like to see how far they've come and yeah, what all's changed. Um, I but, feel like I just watch the pilot so many times once it comes out because mm-hmm. I'll watch a pilot three or four times. I won't. And <laughs> <laughs> not until later, much later. No, I mean, I'll watch it initially just and really inundate myself with it. And then I, I feel like I have a pretty good barometer going forward after that. Mm-hmm. But if anything, uh, you know, it's not so much whole episodes. I, it just doesn't hit me like that. Like when somebody says that was a good episode and, you know, I can sit, sit there and remember it or, you know, there's so many of these episodes at this point. Sometimes I just I just have to look at a quick recap and go, oh, yeah, that one. Um, normally, I completely agree that it was a great episode. I just haven't gone back and watched it again. Mm-hmm. more often than anything else i'll just kind of go back and youtube like certain scenes yeah that i do that too were really impactful for me mm-hmm. um it yeah i i, I really will I'll, I'll pick and choose more than probably the creators would like for me to yeah 
But, you know, if, if we're talking about a pick-me-up, I'm usually, if I really need a pick-me-up, I'm going to go back to something like Andy Griffith. I'm going to go back to MASH. I'm going to go to Batman 66. You know, stuff I grew up with, something that, like, puts me in a comfort zone, like you know, Nightmare Before Christmas, High Fidelity, Blues Brothers, something like that. Yeah. Um, more so than anything that's come out since I've been an adult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely stuff that, like... Um... Uh, right now, Community is on Netflix, and oh gosh, I'm one of the many people that are just rewatching that series at the moment, just because it it just kind of brings me a little bit of joy. I'm you know, I'm watching uh, Better Off Ted with my wife. Oh, so good. Mm-hmm. I've watched that one several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, hell, like when uh, when I was uh, like a few weeks ago, when I was first stuck at home, I I probably just watched Shaun of the Dead every day in the background. Yeah, just because the movie just makes me happy. Just just brings me joy. That's all. Oh, I the other night I spent like I probably should have just put the movie on because mm-hmm. I know I spent a solid like hour just looking at clips from Army of Darkness. Oh yeah, that is one of my favorite movies. It's just <laughs> oh, it's solid. <laughs> Listen, buddy, right now you're in charge of two things: Jack and shit, and Jack left town. <laughs> <laughs> Close the door. What were you raising a barn? Oh yeah, you were. Yeah, I, I still. One day, so, it's like somewhere. One day, I'm gonna run across this and uh, and and be happy. But I often use the phrase "slice of fried gold" in front of people, mm-hmm. and I have yet to have someone <laughs> understand what I was talking about. But I just thought it was such a good phrase, "slice mm-hmm. of fried gold." Yeah, That's so good. I, I know what you're talking about. Um, although I uh, feel like a Maybe said this before, but I, I ran across somebody the other day that actually used Tom Sawyering, like a like a gerunded version of the the word, uh-huh. um, as like pretending a task is interesting, and then when someone takes over, just bailing. And I've been using that phrase for years, and I, I actually heard somebody else say like, "Oh yeah, Tom Sawyer did," and uh, Tom Sawyer did, and um, <laughs> soured. Uh, I actually heard somebody at at at, uh, at work say that. Like, oh, Tom Sawyer him, and and I just kind of laughed and was like, I know exactly what you're talking about, but I've been waiting for probably 20 years for someone else to say that phrase. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, Jason. All right, we should uh, <laughs> we should move on, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. What else we got? Uh. Let's see. Chris Baga from World's Finest True Believers says, So, the DC Universe did a tournament to crown best supervillain. The reverse Flash came out on top, 52% of the vote against Brainiac. Do you guys agree? And if not, who do you consider the top villain? Who is on your Legion of Doom team? Choose five villains. Um, it I still astounds me that he came out on top. It's weird that he came out on top. For me, the Joker is all. Is just always going to be the top. Like, he's the guy that, like, he may not have superpowers, but he's the one guy that, like, every supervillain is like, mm, I don't want to be on a team with that guy. Yeah. Well, he's too crazy. He's one of the great criticisms of, of the Dark Knight is that he, he says he's he's not a planner, and yet he seems to be planning. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that I love to refute that idea with is that it's not that he can't make a plan. It's that he's planning things that you would never fucking think to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, like, when he talks about you know, schemers. Uh, he's talking about politicians, people who are like playing within the system. When he's talking about making a plan, he's talking about like, what if we bomb this orphanage somewhere that no one's ever fucking heard of? Why? Because that's why. You know, mm-hmm. like that makes sense to me. 
that kind of maniac, I, I get why people like Luthor do not like having him on their team. Right. Like, I get it. Yeah. Same time, as Crisis pointed out, that was your mistake. You should have included the clown. You yep. always put that guy on your team because you need to know what the fuck he's up to. So, yeah. Legion of Doom, member number one for me is Joker because I need to know what the fuck he's up to. Yeah, I don't think you need to put... I, for me, Lex Luthor is the first. He's the most important. He is. He's the schemer. He's the planner. But he is the guy that Joker's talking about. But yeah, and he's, he's the one guy you—he's the one guy you don't put the clown. You don't—he's the guy that says you don't put the clown on the team because the clown is going to screw you up, buddy. Yeah, clown's out but, for his own thing. Yeah, that's that seat. But that—that that was his great mistake. You, the moment he didn't include the clown, guess what happened? Yeah, I mean, clown came you, for him. You have a—you have a point there. Uh, you know, I say the only thing I didn't like, I. I didn't appreciate the fact that it was down to those two because it was basically down to one guy whose entire job is to destroy Superman and one guy whose entire job is to destroy the Flash. Mm -hmm. And I think there are a lot of villains out there that have a lot more to say, like a lot more to do, like even fucking Parasite. Well, but Brainiac's it's whole just job more is interesting to, in some way. Brainiac's whole thing isn't to kill Superman. Brainiac wants to like collect all the knowledge and shit. You know, like oh yeah, it's true. It's true. I was yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of Luther for a second. Um, yeah, like Brainiac's job is he's the collector. He's mm -hmm. he's fine. Like I get that as a like, it was really fun in Krypton, for instance. I thought they did a good job with it there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's... I, I guess that was my major problem with Reverse Flash winning, was just... He just has the one job. Yeah. And he's not even all that good at it. Mm-hmm. He's been killed before by the guy he intended to kill. Yeah. I, I like Reverse Flash enough. Hell, one version of it, it's just Iris that kills him. <laughs> I like Reverse Flash enough that I would put him on my Legion of Doom. I do. I, I would say Luthor... Reverse Flash, uh, Bizarro, just because I think he's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a fun one. I like having Bizarro around. Um, I would just enjoy shit like being able to say, like, Bizarro, go save Superman, and then he just goes to kill him. I I, mm -hmm. I would just chuckle at being able to phrase things the way I could phrase it around Bizarro. Yeah, I, I right, don't... We're going to kill the League, and then Bizarro goes, what? Kill the League? We're going to save the League. Oh, okay. I don't want to say Cheetah. I... Because I don't, I don't think Wonder Woman has any like really super strong villains or interesting villains for me personally. But uh, she, I, I mean, like some of her greatest villains are just basically Greek gods, and that's fine. Yeah, but they're not going to be on like Luthor's Legion of Doom. Yeah, you know I don't think I mean? Ares is going to sign up for that shit. Yeah, like Circe is not going to be like, oh, you know what, I'll do. <laughs> I'll hang see, out with when Lex it Luthor. gets into the magical villains, that's when I could see some of her people finally getting getting in there like yeah, yeah if, it, if it's actually seriously i could see her being like yeah sure i'll participate and then the whole time luther's just side eyeing her like yeah we'll see how long that lasts yeah i you know i don't know um ultra human knight i feel like it's got to be in there sinestro um hmm yeah i could deal with sinestro i could deal with sinestro i'd be okay with sinestro. he's a big one for me he's a big hitter yeah he's he is he you is. want that guy on your team I, yeah i would agree with that probably probably <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, you know who who should be on the Legion of Doom, but Luthor mm. would have to pay him out the ass. Lobo. Oh God, yeah, you wouldn't. How like, do you only have, Luthor would have the money for that? But how do you have someone as metal as Lobo and not put him on the Legion of Doom, the most metal name in the DC universe? Like, <laughs> you know, I think it's because of exactly what you just said. <laughs> I I think because I I don't know how much it's known it, it like if, if you were lex luthor in the universe as it well actually as it existed before a couple of months ago um if you knew 
Lobo is one of the most badass motherfuckers in the universe. Mm-hmm. Th- that dude can stand toe to toe with Superman. Mm-hmm. I need this guy on my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a part of you that knows I can only buy him as long as I can buy him. Right, right. And a part of you must know that somebody like Bruce Wayne can come by and just buy this dude. Yeah, absolutely. See, the problem with like Legion that would of be Doom. the big turn is like that would be the big turn in the issue is like Lobo would just turn on the rest of Legion of Doom. He's like, dude, sorry guys, bigger buyer, and I then like- just start swinging his fucking hook at somebody. The great thing about the Legion of Doom as portrayed in, like, say, like, Harley Quinn, the animated series, is that Legion of Doom is more of a uh, of a club where all the supervillains kind of hang out and, you know, get their shit together for their own individual things and get funding from each other, you know, or get yeah. funding to do their schemes. Whereas, like, activity. if we're talking about, like, Lobo would be a perfect fit for something like the Injustice Gang, where Lex is... Just, okay, we are doing these three jobs, and I need you to keep the league at bay. It's, you know, uh, it's a finite amount of time I'm paying Lobo. And we know he's paying the others as well, but, you know, this is how much I'm paying you, period. And uh, whereas Legion of Doom is more of a club. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to pay, you're not going to pay Lobo to be a part of the Legion of Doom, nor would he be a part of it. But he might be a part of an injustice gang. Actually, that's a good point. Lobo is the epitome of I wouldn't be a member of a club that would have me. Well, uh, unless he shows up to take uh, take over for Superman, like he did in the Justice League animated series when they thought Superman was dead. <laughs> <laughs> and he like showed up wanting to be a part of the league. <laughs> it was a departure, I think, from the character. <laughs> I just genuinely don't think there's a version you could write where he's not just there to make a few bucks so he can go get some space hookers and some space boots. Maybe. That, that to me that is just integral to his character give him a good enough reason he'll do it you know yeah sure you Plus, know you know i feel like lobo is like dc's wolverine he's just not utilized like he's he's basically wolverine you can't kill him do something cool with him he is but his backstory is destroying his entire planet for fun yeah it's kind of hard to write in <laughs> but with Where'd lobo you come from? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. But with Lobo, you could be like, hey, man, what do you do that for? Ah, they were a bunch of assholes. You know, you the, the tone of that guy is just, he is like, bunch of dickweeds, get rid of him. You, you know? know, it's like how Deathstroke is a super serious character, and his backstory is like weird and tragic. Mm-hmm. And Marvel turned him into a joke and created Deadpool. Yeah. And in this case, DC basically took Wolverine, threw him in outer space, and turned him into a joke. <laughs> Let's have some right. fun with a guy. For the same reason, I would not want Deathstroke, <laughs> Deathstroke on my team. <laughs> well, same reason is that eventually you gotta just you gotta pay him. Hey, that's actually a good uh, answer for uh, the strange team ups question we had a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I say Deadpool and Lobo. Hmm. We have that. Can we see that? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, He's gonna keep calling the team Lobo Stroke or Stroke Lobo. Yep. Chris Baga has more questions. Uh-huh. Uh, any hidden comic book gems on DC Universe that you would recommend checking out that some may have slept on slash missed on first run? I just found Flex Mentallo four-issue run by Grant Morrison and Frank Quietly. That is so far pretty good. I have a number of them. Do you have anything? Mm, other than the Injustice stuff? No. Injustice, Now, there's yeah. plenty of stuff that I've been reading that's finally shown up there, like mm-hmm. the beginning of the Michael Bendis Superman run that's definitely mm-hmm. really good. But stuff that I've had time to check out now. Um, I would say um, 
the early aughts Batgirl series that Damian Scott drew was fantastic. That uh, introduced uh, Cassie Kane as Batgirl. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin 2, The Joker's Wild from 1991. Chuck Dixon and Tom Lyle. Uh, it's, God, it's one of my favorite things ever. <laughs> um, JLA Year One by Mark Wade. Uh, that's from 1997. That's fantastic. Uh, Mark Wade and Brian Augustine. Um, Genesis. That was, actually, that was something we were going to do for Jason's pull list at some point, and we mm-hmm. just lost time. But yeah. I'm staring at a copy of it right now that's yep. on my... It's, it's one of the eight things I have a bookmark in mm-hmm. that I can see from here. Mm-hmm. There are about 20-something things I have a bookmark in. Um, Genesis by John Byrne, 97. I I don't want to say it was good, but it's one of those things that's like, it's better than you think it's going to be. Like, it pretty much, it was my big introduction to the New Gods, and mm-hmm. uh, it'll always have like a special place in my heart for it. <laughs> And I thought it had some really interesting story build, uh, story elements. Um, everything, all the the whole JLA run by Morrison, and then subsequently Mark Wade, uh, Howard Porter, uh, like all of that was great from '97 on. Um, and all of that's on DC Universe. I almost wanted to reread it. Um, there's a 1997 yeah. one shot called Batman, Mr. Freeze that Paul Dini did with Mark Buckingham that sort of retold heart of ice and in the, and put it in the uh, mainstream at the time, mainstream comic continuity. And that was fantastic. Um, a DC comics, 1995 annual was like DC comics, uh, featuring Batman number eight. That was an origin story for the Riddler with the year one banner. And that was by Chuck Dixon and, uh, Kieran Dwyer. That was fantastic. I could I could probably go on and on <laughs> and on. Like there's a lot of stuff to to get to, y'all. I I have a lot of favorites. <laughs> if I just look at the ongoing, um, God, they've got the starts of Justice League Odyssey. They've got the Action Comics run by Bendis. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Uh, Batgirl Year One was great. The, the beginning is Batman with. That Superman again by Bendis, Justice League Dark, like I talked about earlier, is there. The, detec- the shit the Detective Comics runs really good. Mm-hmm. They have under trending. Uh, I'm just curious. All right, Batman Who Laughs. Oh fuck you. Just go read that. Yeah. Oh, the just original Young Justice run with Peter uh, Peter David. Oh, um, this is funny. Doomsday Clock is there, but only like the first nine issues because it's. Mm. Don't read that yet. Just wait. Just yeah, wait. wait. Um. Like, it won't do any good. And it's so complicated, by the time they actually release the other couple issues, you're just going to forget what the fuck happened. Um, anything uh, anything that's The Flash by Mark Wade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> actually, also, uh, uh, Joshua Williamson's done a pretty good job with The Flash. I, I've really enjoyed his, his run on it. He's, I think he's, uh, yeah, he's still on the book. Oh, good. He's the one who came up with the uh, the new run with the Paradox character and everything. Um, mm-hmm. Dark Knight's oh. Metal is there. Mm-hmm. Justice League is there. Like, again, under my banner of if Scott Snyder touched it, you should grab it. Yeah. Heroes in Crisis is there. That that was yeah, that was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish it wrapped up slightly differently than it did, but it, it wasn't a matter of what happened. It was a matter of slightly just how the last two issues went down. Like, presentation-wise, I just wish I could have reordered how they came, how bits of it came out. But otherwise, like, the story itself was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you can go to DC Universe and type in Darwin Cook. Any and everything that pops just up. Just hit everything that happens, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I'm surprised you didn't say Animal Man. Is that on there? Oh, shit. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't looked. Well, let's Mostly, find out. 
mostly despite you. <laughs> despite my insistence that you would love this so much. Uh, I no, mean, how many things? DC Nation shorts. No, no, they got mm-hmm. they got some couple storylines from them, but mm-hmm. not exactly what I'm looking. Like I'm looking for the Animal Man Grant Morrison omnibus, oh, effectively. Okay. Gotcha. And uh, it's it's not there. It's not there yet. Sad. Yeah, yeah, you say that. You don't know that you mean that, but you say that. Oh, but uh, you know, I, how oft, how long have I been saying, hey man, watch the rest of Breaking Bad and watch Better Call Saul. I hey, know. Hey man, uh, check out Primer. Please watch Primer. You won't watch it. Like, I mean, just you have should, it, not you, won't. Sh- you should watch Malcolm in the Middle. I'm not going to do it. I actually yeah. have watched most of Malcolm in the Middle. Malcolm have you? Um, it has to do with my wife having watched Malcolm in the Middle. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed every second that I walked through and looked at. <laughs> I get it. I don't disagree. Just hadn't happened. There's some, there's some bit. Um, oh, God. I don't remember it. Never mind. Just, <laughs> I don't even, some bit about, uh, with uh, Malcolm asking Brian Cranston if he believes in ghosts. That's just so fantastic. Where he's like, what? Like, <laughs> people floating around going boo no that's ridiculous but souls detached from their dead bodies caught in a in a never-ending in-between place screaming and howling in (laughs) eternal pain absolutely (laughs) something like that i don't remember it see that 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 feels too real to me in a way (laughs) where on the one hand i'm like i don't know man fucking spiritualism But the never-ending possibilities of quantum mechanics, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Travis Hines asks, do you think DC Universe should just market its comic reader to its international fans? I know I would pay 5 to $10 a month for just the comic content, and I don't think I'm alone. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I, they should. It's one of the great mysteries. I do not understand why this hasn't launched internationally in, in almost any capacity. I I just don't get it. It's one of those things I wish I had more insight for. He also says things like Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, Justice League, and Justice League Unlimited are, no, are not on streaming services in my country either. Yep, that is a damn shame. It really is. That is just disgusting. genuinely is. And that's the end. That's all we have. Well, fine then. I know. It just it happened so quickly. Yeah. Well, it's bound to. The the fact that it's not international has baffled me from day one. So I, I genuinely... Every every time I see an article about the DC Universe or its possible futures, anytime it's, it hasn't given me some glimpse at why it's not international, I, I just, I again, fail to understand. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I wish I could get an interview with someone who did and figure it the fuck out. Yeah, me too, man. Seems like money on the table that's just not being gobbled up, and I, I don't know. I'm, I agree. I am befuddled as well. Here's the thing. Comic books are way, way, way more popular in Japan than they are here. What are we doing, y'all? <laughs> what? Just, just make this a thing. I don't know. I don't know either. I really don't. <clears throat> I'm going to call it, though. We're, we're damn near to two hours in our recording. Yeah. And, um... <sighs> A matter of the time before the families flip out. Mm-hmm. My wife's coming home. Your wife and kid are apparently coming apart. 
<laughs> no, it's about time to put the one down for the night. Oh, for the night. I'm glad you added that part because I was like, oh, no, what? Which one? <laughs> I hates it when I phrase it that way. <laughs> I, I do it without thinking. Like, it doesn't it doesn't strike me the same way. Like, it, I'll just constantly, uh, when Evelyn starts to get tired, I'll just kind of tell Christian, like, yeah, it's time to put it down. Mm-hmm. And I, she kind of, like, at some point I think she got jaded to it, but she used to tell me over and over again, like, stop phrasing it that way. I'm like, I don't... It, I don't have the context for that. Like this happens every day. I've had mm-hmm. to put a dog down like twice in my life. Right. In my entire life. This is a daily event. To me, that's where that phrase should rest. You should just, instead of saying it's time to put her down, just pick her up and say, all right, come on, old yeller. <laughs> <laughs> I asked her one time, I was like, what do you, what's the alternative? Put her to sleep. Oh, that's that's not pretty be bad better. too. Yeah, like there's, there's no version of, of euthanizing a dog. That hasn't been turned into some playable version of just putting her to yeah. rest. It always that kind of stuff always just reminds me of uh, Pulp Fiction, where uh, uh, John Travolta is talking, Vincent Vega is telling Jules like uh, the boss wants me to uh, you know take care of her, talking about uh, Marcellus Wallace's wife. And Sam Jackson looks at him, and puts his fingers up to his his temple, and go, "Take care of her, take care of her." <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? No, take her out, show her a good time. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i get it all right we are dc on screen you can find every episode for free at dc well i should say every episode except for our patreon episodes which you can find uh patreon.com slash dc on screen uh one dollar gets you this show the normal show the weekly free show ad free mm-hmm. five dollars a month I- gets you that and uh special episodes like uh Jason's pool list and chasing squirrels and my new show. How now where I talk about whatever the hell I feel like and mm-hmm. happens to be, uh, this last week I did a Batman adventures continue, uh, review, almost an interview. I said, like, I didn't pick that issue up at some point, but it, I just, I just didn't. And it's mm-hmm. not an option at the moment. Oh no, you can get it on Kindle or get it on Amazon 99 cent. You can even subscribe. Ah. It'll go straight to your Kindle. Ah. That's how I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> what I'll say you it. old man jason oh okay i'll find it later <laughs> i may not unless how now talks me out of it check it out kids looks like old man jason wants those kids to get off his lawn mm-hmm. i thought that's crossed my mind before but yeah mm-hmm. sure well until next time you guys have got some quarantine time i hope uh <laughs> keep some t some dc on your screen some tc on your screen this is Magnum PI. Mm-hmm. Keep some DC on your screen. <laughs> Go ahead and write in if you want Dave to just pre-record all of the stuff that's the intro and the outros, so he stops fucking it up. Hmm, that doesn't sound fun. Mm-mm. Bye. Bye. Our intro music is by Jason Goss and Michael Shackelford. Michael's band, Galactic Engineers of Magnetic Sounds, or GEMS, can be found on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. Visit DCOnScreen.com to find our Patreon, merch, contact information, and every episode of the show for free, including crossovers we've done with other podcasts. DC Onscreen is a maladjusted production. For more from me and Jason, including sketch comedy, vlogs, parodies, and our improvised web series Hey Guy, visit maladjusted.tv.